welcome again to the Two Third Agers podcast. This episode is about our bodies, ourselves, and also our faces and our self-image. Um, I'm here. I'm Katie. We're here with Jenny, and we wanted to talk about, you know changes that occur to all of us in our physical selves and Jenny how are you doing (laughs) I'm doing fine good good before we get started I wanted to shout out to Judy who is giving us many good ideas for future podcasts that's fantastic yeah we're kind of rustling up some listener interest and some great ideas for a future that's great well what makes what are some things that make us feel older and then maybe thinking about how can we counter those feelings or how do we have you ever been um on a facetime call and maybe you haven't put on any makeup and maybe your hair (laughs) is day two or day three right and you see yourself (laughs) in the phone kind of want to scream like Yes, yes. Um, We also, I had kind of a devastating experience that uh, during quarantine, uh, the church um, that I go to, the the minister would be at the sanctuary giving her sermon. And as a fundraiser, we turned in pictures of ourselves and they were blown up and put in seats. Um, put in this oh my god yeah, so it wasn't like, like a, you were just talking to this empty room like a life-size and be bigger photo, than life-size bigger than life-size which oh my means gosh. that each age spot wrinkle flaw um, <laughs> was bigger than life boy that's something yeah yeah, yeah. i would I'd be um, interested in maybe like doing a cartoon of myself if that were the, <laughs> the request. When I first saw it, I almost Avatar. thought it was, but yeah. it was not. <laughs> right. It was me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been thinking about how, you know, aging is a, it's a gradual process across the lifespan. We all know that. But yet there are these stages and, you know, but once we're adults, like even my daughter has a few gray hairs coming in and, and she doesn't like it. So sometimes we could start seeing a few signs of aging, even in our late 20s. I know I started to see some gray hairs in my late 20s. But it's like there's this nice, smooth, gradual aging, and then we kind of fall off a little cliff. And there's, uh-oh, we've, something happens that we really notice and think, oh, gee, that's different. I'm really aging. Um, I'm really changing in some way. I know for me, one of the funny th- sort of things as I look back was I got diagnosed with rosacea for my face. And um, they said, you know, you'll maybe have to 
treat this for the rest of your life. And that was the first time a doctor had ever told me I'd have to take medication or do Uh something for the rest of your life. And it made me feel like, oh my gosh, that's so serious. That's such a big burden. Of course, now I look back and I think, oh my gosh, that was hardly anything. But I've thought if you're going through pictures and you think you look roughly the same and then it'll seem like suddenly there'll be one year I'll look at a picture and think wow I aged a lot that year Mm -hmm. and it I can't always trace it to something happening but it didn't seem like each day you know, maybe I just, you know, yeah. millionths of a centimeter. It seemed like suddenly it looked more dramatic. It could be timing of the picture. Um, I know ages ago there was a study that kids' growth spurts, that they like overnight would grow half an right. inch. It wasn't really, really gradual. And yeah. I'm thinking maybe we could have that cover aging too. I think that's somewhat true. I think there's a lot of life events that affect our bodies and our faces too. I mean, there's everyday aging, there's the sun, you know, stress. But if you do get like a first really difficult diagnosis, you know, there's sort of these, these milestones that not everyone will have the same ones or all of them, but, you know, your, your first major surgery, you know, that you have to recover from, and that kind of sets you back a little bit and you feel weak for a while and it kind of makes you feel draggy. And, you know, if you're in your twenties, you probably recover from that pretty well, unless you're having a very serious situation. But when you're at our age, a major surgery might set you back a little longer. Um, Things like, you know, getting yet another chronic illness, you know, getting, I mean, this is so unglamorous, but bunions. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, I'm never going to wear fancy shoes again. I can't wear anything and just my poor feet. And that's just something that kind of happens. And one day you look down at your feet and you're like, my feet have changed in shape. When did this happen? (laughs) It, It happened overnight, most likely. It feels like it happens overnight. kinds of things can we do to make it so we're not wallowing in, you know, worrying about all that? Boy, I think having my kids when I was a little older, compared to having, I mean, I guess I was almost 30 when Katie was born and 35 when Sarah was born. Yeah. Um, when aging happened during that time, I was busy and I didn't, right. I don't think I thought about it very much. Now, with the empty nest, there is more time to kind of look in the mirror. And I think there are a lot more anti-aging moisturizers and peels and all that um, yeah. than there were when I was in my 30s. Yeah, there's much Aging more is a like business now. Marketing, marketing, marketing to make us feel like we need these things. And, you know, I, 
I'm kind of susceptible, uh, susceptible to some of them because you don't, you just, you just see, you're like, oh, I know I could just use that. You know, I got some neck cream and it's always about the neck for me. It's always about the neck. <laughs> Have you ever found any neck cream that worked? I've tried Not everything. really. Not really. No. And um, I had a, I had a sad appointment with one of these cosmetic places that does like Botox and things. Mm -hmm. And I went in and I talked to her about my neck. And I said, you know, I was wondering about like laser pulsing or I don't know, some kind of fine needling. There's all these things. And she like looked and, and she said, that's so creepy. I mean, this is the nice doctor who says this exactly. That's, that's so creepy. I think you'd need a facelift. And then and you I have all said, these visions oh, of well, I'm not going to do that. So bye-bye. <laughs> Turtlenecks. <laughs> Turtlenecks, right. Somebody Turtlenecks gave me a book. Oh, Did I give it Nora Ephron? I feel bad about my neck. Yes. I, love I have that never book. thought about my neck till I read that. I mean, now I certainly would. But yeah. She said lunch and everyone has on turtlenecks and scarves. And it's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a fun book. She was such a good writer and such a wonderful humanist. I might've given it to you. Who knows? That was a while ago before my neck was really as bad as it yeah, is. Me but too. yeah, yeah, she was a little older than we are and may she rest in peace. Um, she was, she was a lovely um, writer about the humors of aging. And, you know, there's all this cosmetic stuff when we're at our certain age. And um, I remember even on the original Sex in the City, which I guess you've told me you haven't watched or you didn't no. watch, but um, the one who was kind of a sex pot, Samantha, Kim Cattrall's character, Towards the end of that series, she went in to get a, um, to talk about getting breast implants. She finally decided, you know, she wanted to have her breasts enhanced. And of course, she looked fabulous without that. And they discovered she had a lump and she had a um, breast cancer that was fully treatable. But it was kind of one of those, I thought it was a very good episode that kind of showed sometimes we're so worried about our cosmetic stuff that we really need to focus on our health and well-being and you know but it was also kind of a slap in the face for the character who was wanting to feel young and glamorous and instead she has to go through cancer treatment which was just you know very kind of a raw situation, but um, probably mentioned on my uh, other podcast episodes, I had two knee replacements. That's something that makes you feel old when you're going through it, but you can come out the other side and actually I feel I feel better. You know, yes. my knees are functioning better. I can walk better. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just able to even do like not a deep squat, but maybe kind of shallow squats. And there was a while there where my knees just wouldn't let me do anything like that. So if we take care of things and keep 
up with the things that modern medicine is allowing us. (laughs) It's sort of (laughs) one way we can, uh, you know, try to do as well as we can. Did you look around, though? Weren't you a younger patient having that kind of surgery? Yes, yes. And in fact, this last time, even though I was already, I think I was 62, um, after the surgery, you know, the nurse was helping me go to the restroom or whatever, and I sort of like hopped up out of bed, and I had the one leg was not doing great, but the rest of me was kind of <laughs> jumping, and she said, oh, you're in good shape. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. well, you're the person, you're the first person to ever tell me that. Wow. <laughs> but I think she, she like, was used to, down, please. <laughs> she was used to very old and not as uh, spry people, I think, so. I've kept that. I've kept that in my mind. It, it kind of gives me yes. a good feeling, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I was. I was debating whether to bring up, and you may have wondered if I was debating with. I had breast cancer when I was thirty-nine, oh, and I was kind of like the first one in our group of yeah. neighbors, friends, etc. Um, and. I know my doctor would always say, how are you, young lady? And I'd say, well, you know, I'm not really young. And he said, did you look around my waiting room? Yeah. I don't think I would like to have that again just so I'd feel young. No. But um, I think the nurses and everyone, you know, you'd overhear like, oh, that's the younger one in that room. Right. Um, and, right. and a woman came from the American Cancer Society to call on me, but she was... Um, at the time, she was probably 30 years older um, and didn't have young children at home, didn't have the type of cancer I had, you know, didn't have reconstruction. Right. So right. Um, we really didn't have anything in common at all. And I, I felt kind of bad because she was so nice, but she kept calling me Mrs. Anderson. And oh, yeah. we were just very different points in our life. Right. So it's kind of like once you've gone through something like that at 39, a lot of things that could happen to you physically aren't going to seem as shocking or difficult as you get older because that was that was pretty bad. Well, I still now look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, what's that dark spot? It's an age spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've started to see those, my hands. I'd like to say that I just embrace every day and don't ever worry about aging, but that would be a lie. Yeah, you'd like to say, yeah. Yeah, hand spots too. I never knew. I still am not positive what causes them, but someone said liver spots. I mean, I, I don't know oh, if God, they're liver colored or what, what, what are they? I think they're supposed to be liver colored. That's such an yeah. old term though. Yes. Ew. Yes. First of all, I hate liver, you know, as far as like food, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not a lovely thing, not a lovely color, but mine are just kind of brownish. Yeah. Oh boy. of us who are around our age are are feeling like we have the time, we have the money, and now we're trying to fix up, you know, like getting a little bit of surgery or um, finally getting, you know, 
Invisalign for our teeth or, you know, getting liposuction, fillers, um, and uh, Botox. I don't know. In a way, that's it's kind of freeing to feel like there are these things you could do. But I think like everything, you know, moderation in all things. Um, I don't love it when I see... Um, you know, my favorite actresses from Friends, some of them have done some work to their faces or, you know, others have done the work. But, And I feel like, you know, they don't look as much like themselves. And I'd rather just have them look older and more like their real selves. Um, so it's a tough, you know, you have to kind of, it's like you take a chance if you get any work done because you might be not happy <laughs> with yeah, with the outcome. Yeah. Or, and of course, that's a very um, first world issue because not you know not many people can afford that. It's it's all self pay, and uh, you know takes time. And anyway, yeah. For me, I've kind of. Um, try to be accepting of my need to have more comfortable clothes, yes, more comfortable yes. shoes, as I mentioned, and just kind of let it go, let it go, you know, and not, not fret. You know, I can, I can admire other women wearing gorgeous, you know, fitted things and, and beautiful high heels, but I know my my time for that is over. You know? <laughs> so. Don't you think it's interesting that men don't seem to feel similar pressure? Yeah. Not as much. I mean, when I'm worried about weight mm -hmm. or like um, the middle-aged fat around my stomach, I mean, Mark will worry if he gains weight because of a health reason. Right. But mine is more vanity. Like, oh my gosh, like I have a muffin top or, you know, whatever right, you want to call right. it. Yeah. And I, uh, I think some of it, when you really think about it with sort of a sociology hat on, in most societies and in the past, once you're, were post-menopause, women were kind of allowed to stop trying to look like they were, to not look like they're of childbearing age. Um, and it was a thing of kind of you expected the older woman to be just a, maybe a little bit lumpier and plainer or whatever, and it, it, it didn't matter. But we've been on the more successful aging bent and trying to keep everybody healthy, which I think is great. But with that, there's also this kind of expectation that as women in our 50s and in our 60s, we're supposed to still have a figure, you know, and a body as though we were, you know, in our 30s and ready mm -hmm. to, you know, attract the male species or whatever, or some, <laughs> some sexual partner of uh, one gender or another. 
And it, it's kind of a lot sometimes because, you know, it, it, t- it takes some effort for some people more than others. You know, genetics plays into how you age yeah. and yeah, how you gain does. weight. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I just think, hey, I'm not of childbearing age and I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> and then and other times I'm like, oh God, none of my jeans fit and I yes. really want to lose 10 pounds so bad. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Like when I look back, my mom never wore jeans and, you know, she wore like a house dress or something right. like that. And I always sort of thought it was progressive that, wow, you know, we can all wear jeans now, even though we're sixties and Mm-hmm. starting to rethink that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It is progress. I mean, it's like it's progressive to feel like you can do more as a woman in, uh, you know, the third age. You don't have to just stay home and knit and, you know, cook for the grandchildren or whatever. You certainly could be working people doing all sorts of things in the third age. But I do feel that pressure. I think a lot of us do that we're being held still to the standard of when we were 35 um, or we hold ourselves. I was just going to say, I wonder if a lot of it is self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they talk about aging gracefully, but it's it's a little hard. Yeah. I finally stopped dyeing my roots when my hair was getting quite white. And but of course, I decided to still have a little low lights of blonde. And I think, <laughs> I think it looks nice, looks right? It's like a whole different hair that I never had since I was under 10. When I was a child, I had very pale blonde hair, and that's uh-huh. kind of what I have now. But I had to give up the idea that I was going to look like a natural dark blonde person. It just was too much. I would have had to have it every couple weeks practically, you know, touched up. So that's that's another thing now. The hair, you know, people can you can see someone from the back with this gorgeous hair, and then you they turn around and you realize, oh, that's someone in my age group. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if we're um thinking about anything else, I was going to mention self-talk. When you said it's in our own, you know, it's our own attitudes, I think our self-talk plays a role. And mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to make fun of the idea of self-talk, like positive self-talk and negative self-talk, but there's something to it. There's something to it. Like, what are what are the little things we're saying to ourselves as we look in the mirror, as we get dressed, um, as we try on, you know, <laughs> clothes from our closet, <laughs> and yes. imagine yes. going to the beach on vacation. You know, what what is the self talk? Are we saying, "Oh God, you look terrible," or are we saying, "Well, you're looking pretty good." Hey, you're really trying. 
I think you're right, it's powerful. I think I will have a lot of critical self-talk. Yeah. I know I'm doing it. Me too. But like a lot of things, it's really hard to stop. It really is. It really and is. I know if I'm wearing pants that are too tight, mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, I ate so much the other day. and um, Right. Right. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm just going to be comfortable. Or I'll say, you know what, I want to have fun and I don't want to be like ready to faint. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because my pants are so tight. Yeah. Or I have an indentation of mm -hmm. where um, the snap of my pants were. Yeah. I think some of the younger body positive like influencers, and I really enjoy some of that because they post a lot of positive self-talk about loving and appreciating your body for what it can do, for the fact yes. that it it holds you up, it holds your brain, <laughs> it keeps you going, um, that, you know, your body size doesn't make a difference to your health and um, there's a lot of things and they, they kind of, um, some of them are into showing off fashions for larger bodies. Others are into doing like makeup for, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just, just to show that people of any size can look good. And, um, but it is, it is something that some of the younger women are are really running with i think in our society certainly a faction that that is like hey i love my body i'm i'm okay and if i, I gain that. if if i gain a little weight well maybe i'll lose it again maybe i won't it's okay and yeah i love that too <laughs> it's really hard i don't know if i ever could change my way of thinking completely but yeah I I really I admire I mean you, you can always say you want to be healthy and you don't want to set yourself up for type 2 diabetes and things right. like that but it's a whole different way of thinking and I have a lot of hope that the next generation of women at least won't um, be saying oh you know I'll punish myself by wearing these really tight clothes. <laughs> right, right. Or I won't go to a pool or a beach because I don't look the way I wish I did. And then I won't enjoy that experience. And that's that's a shame because life is short and we should enjoy our experiences no matter, you know, we just find something that we can put on that we're comfortable in and try not to uh, think about how we look. The truth is a lot of other people are not thinking about how you look at all. Exactly. They really aren't. Nobody else oh. is that concerned with how you look, right? And they're, they're right. worried about how they look. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and that makes it, yeah. <laughs> so if we all just worry about how we're looking, it's kind of a, a little bit of a stunted sort of society. So we don't want that. Yeah, I like that. I like what you said. And I think um, there's a lot, there's a lot to think about 
and maybe we will revisit this topic with a little different emphasis in future. And we were talking about some other topics we might want to visit. And um, it's a new year, and we're in we're into uh, 2022 right now. And I want to thank anyone who's been listening. Thank you. Let us know if you have any suggestions. And Jenny, thank you so much for today. Thank you. All right. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.